0: As culture war surrounds the green M&M, Mars and Hershey go on using child slavery to produce their chocolate. Alright guys, hello and welcome to another episode of Thinking Out Loud. Today we're going to do one of our favorite things, engage in culture war. By now I'm sure all of you guys have heard about this whole controversy or example of culture war surrounding the green M&M and, and Tuckle Carlson's completely unhinged rant about the green M&M being less sexy. We're going to drop into some of this article right here discussing that. And then we're going to go on a little further and try to dispel some of this culture war and get behind or get at some of the issues that are actually behind some of these large chocolate companies. Without further ado, let's jump right into this and do a little bit of reading here, guys. This is from Business Insider, by the way, which you know something has struck at the cultural foundations of society, if even Business Insider is touching on it. I found that absolutely hilarious that Business Insider decided to hop on the bandwagon for this as well and get a few extra clicks. Says here, M&M's redesigned their mascots, giving them new shoes. Tucker Carlson finds a brown M&M less sexy without her stilettos. Tucker, my friend, you are not alone in that feeling. This new M&M ain't got shit on the old bad bitch. Says here, candy manufacturer Mars Wrigley announced Thursday it has rebranded its M&M's cartoon mascots. The cartoon M&M's have been revised to promote self-expression, according to Mars Wrigley. Tucker Carlson criticized the rebranded cartoons for being deeply unappealing and androgynous. Now, before we get into this article a little bit, before we do the reading... Let's just take a look at these M&M's side-by-side side and see what the whole hullabaloo is about, huh? Let me pull this up. All right. Here they are. Old versus new. I, uh, I don't see anything different. Oh, the shoe's red. Oh, yeah. They gave her what? (laughs) They gave her some Adidas? Jesus Christ. And the orange guy... Huh. The orange guy doesn't just look like he's freaked out anymore. He looks like he's on crack. So, I guess that is a little disturbing. They look the exact fucking same. The brown M&M's shoes are pretty much the same. The green M&M is still so fucking sexy. Oh, gee. You know what, though? Why can't she have her platform boots? Why can't she have the stilettos or whatever? You know, I don't, sometimes I look at things like this. I don't even recognize my own country anymore, man. How the fuck am I supposed to masturbate to that? How is anybody supposed to masturbate to that? This is fucking insane. You know, when will the woke mod stop? They take our M&M that I jack off to. You know, they make me use pronouns. Jesus Christ. They don't pay attention to me 100% as a blond haired blue-eyed man as a demographic anymore they listen to people of color instead of just me I, I i can't take this anymore it's bullshit no but for real guys jesus christ i mean i understand that shows like tucker carlson and, and, and different things that are on, on fox news or or even like rachel maddow on the liberal side are just absolutely completely full of shit they're just utter bullshit their their whole purpose is is to introduce a paradigm of thought that is just has no other purpose than to distract people from what's actually going on, which is what we're going to do with this video. We're going to get at some of the issues behind that are actually going on in the chocolate industry that are worth talking about instead of losing your mind about this. But I mean, this is like something out of a a satire movie. This is like something out of like Monty fucking Python that people are upset about that. And this is the thing though. We got climate change, we got forest fires, we got wealth inequality, we got people, poverty, people's teeth rotting out of their mouth, there's heroin addictions on the right. You know, we've lost what, I think the last statistic I read is 100,000 people dead from uh, opioid-related overdoses, all as a result of Purdue Pharma and the Sackler family literally pushing highly addictive narcotics on people. We got all these issues, homeless people on the street by the millions, and I understand that Tucker Carlson himself, realistically, probably doesn't give a fuck about this not-so-sexy green Eminem. But, because he said something about it, people do care about it. You know somewhere, there's a guy that's about 368 pounds, wearing a trucker hat, he's got a neck beard, he's sweaty as fuck, just walking up the stairs, who's genuinely upset about this. Maybe even shed a goddamn tear, they're taking away my childhood. (laughs) how am I supposed to masturbate to this M&M now? No, but it's insane. What, what a telling example of just how frivolous and, and banal superficial our society is. But enough ranting for me. Let's do a little bit of reading and get the full story about this deep, deep, deep cultural issue. On Friday, Fox News host Tucker Carlson mocked freshly rebranded M&M cartoon mascots, which were revised to promote inclusivity and underscore the importance of self-expression. Manufacturer Mars Wrigley said in a press release on Thursday, "Both the brown and green M&Ms received new footwear, transitioning, ooh, nice choice of words, from high stilettos to lower block heels and tennis shoes that Carlson dubbed as less sexy." we're with you Tucker they are less sexy they are less sexy i don't want to live in a nation where i can't sexualize a piece of candy i got i want to be able to sexualize everything oh whatever it is i want to be able to sexualize candy a roll of beef you know if i i want half of the inanimate objects i look at when i look at them i want to you know when i'm in the grocery store and i'm walking by a cantaloupe i want to i want to have some thoughts about that cantaloupe what i could do to it That's the kind of country I want to live in. I want to look at my computer and all this other inanimate shit, and I want to think, I want to fuck that. Because this is America, and that's what we fucking stand for. We use sex to sell. It's good for our economy. And they're taking that away from, you know, their stock price is going to dump after this. All right, let's do a little more here. This is the the rant, apparently, from Tucker Carlson. M&M's will not be satisfied until every last cartoon character is deeply unappealing and totally androgynous until the moment you wouldn't want to have a drink with any one of them. <laughs> Carlson said, that's the goal. When you're totally turned off, we've achieved equity. They won. Holy shit, guys. Now, like I said, I don't think Tucker Carlson actually gives a fuck about this. He's putting on a character for his fucking million-dollar checks. But my God, man, that what a fucking, what a quote here. M&Ms will not be satisfied until every last cartoon character is deeply unappealing and totally androgynous until the moment you wouldn't want to have a drink with any one of them, Carlson said. That's the goal. When you're totally turned off, we've achieved that. See, that's the real issue here, and this is why Tucker Carlson's such a genius, To us lay folk that aren't learned, this just seems like a rebranding to appeal to young people, to a generation that's maybe not wearing those type of shoes anymore. But what it really is, is they're trying to desexualize our culture. They want us all to be non-binary. They don't want us to feel sexually stimulated, just like in George Orwell's 1984. They want to take your sexuality away from you, guys. And if you're not upset about that, you're just stupid. I don't know what to tell you. Carlson also took aim at the orange M&M, which was redesigned to appear more anxious. Now, I will give Tucker Carlson that one. The M&M looked like he went from having a a mild anxiety disorder to looks like now he's on full-blown crack. Which I suppose is fitting considering that the Joe Biden administration is handing out free crack pipes right now. You know, they're just trying to shift this paradigm. Just trying to shift this paradigm. Maybe he doesn't like all the ugly new shoes he sees around him. Maybe he liked the sexy boots. Maybe the orange M&M is a secret sexist himself, Carlson said. Yeah, you know, the boots were sexy, T- Tucker. I understand you're upset. But this is, you know, we can resist this sort of oppression from the liberal, from the liberals, from the left. We can, we can resist this oppression. We need our channel right now is looking for a talented artist that's going to take um, the original um, green Eminem and the original orange MM and produce an NFT of them fucking. Okay, so if you're if you're an artist, uh, if you're if you're a skilled uh, drawer or computer animator, we, we'd like to do this NFT. We're going to try to do something different with this NFT. Um, I, you know, we're going to do a standalone image that will probably start at bidding for around five Gs. But what we'd like to do something different with an NFT that you haven't seen yet is we. This studio would like to do a GIF, um, of of the uh, green Eminem uh, wearing a strap on having sex with the with the orange Eminem. So if you, we are taking like applications for that right now. If you if you're a good artist, if you'd like to be a part of this process, we will be doing profit sharing for whatever the bid is. We're thinking somewhere around fifteen percent. Um after we do the auction. Yeah, so a gif of the orange M M&M M being pegged by the green M M&M. M. If, if you think as an artist you could accomplish that, go ahead and DM us on Facebook or Twitter and we'll get a uh, we'll get in contact with you and see what you got, okay? So that's the thing. I'm not gonna take this lying down. You know, I'm going to uh resist by making a political statement with this GIF. Um and I'm also gonna make a few G's off of it. Because this is American, that's what we do. It's called a fucking hustle, you know and sex sells. All right, guys, let's get a statement from a a spokesperson from the company here. Anton Vincent, president of Mars Wrigley North America, told CNN that the footwear changes are just one component of a larger campaign that seeks to update M&M's characters and make them more representative of the brand's consumers. That's interesting. So it is, uh, obviously, this is... It's culture war. You got on the right, you got Tucker Carlson's really upset about the green m M&M. and He doesn't feel like having sex with it anymore, just like in his loveless marriage. So you've got that going on. And then you got just another example of a giant corporation that doesn't give a shit about human beings uh, trying to be woke and inclusive so that people will continue to buy their products. But there's more to this story that we're going to spin on here. As you've read the title, you're probably like, what the fuck? We got this right here. From the Guardian. Now, this article is a year old, but it says Mars, Nestle, and Hershey continue to face child slavery lawsuit in the U.S. Chocolate companies are among the defendants named in a lawsuit brought forth by former child workers in the Ivory Coast. Now, this is interesting. This is something I'd like to see some culture war about, but we have the non fuckable Green M&M so what am i trying to say here you got this uh statement from the president of mars wrigley anton vincent says that the footwear changes are just one component of a larger campaign that seeks to update m&m's characters and make them more representative you know they're trying to uh, be inclusive all that good stuff There's nothing wrong with that we need that in our society it's 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 good to see diversification in all forms of media but on this channel, we like to talk about cultural war. We like to talk about how giant corporations or the military-industrial complex um, take cultural issues, they take inclusivity, and they twist it, and they crush it up in their hand, and they twist it and make it into some sick way to manufacture consent for their domination of the economy, the government, and the planet. And that's what this is. They're doing this woke stuff. To make you feel good. Because they put some tennis shoes on the the sexy M&M. And then they're doing this. Mars, Destiny and Hershey to face child slavery lawsuit in the US. So, while they're doing all this nice stuff to make you feel good about eating M&Ms. Their entire profit margin is built on child slavery. Children. Being used to harvest the cacao Or the cacao, however the fuck you say it. That's used to produce chocolate that you eat every day. That's what's going on here. Now, to me, I find this a lot more interesting. If we lived in a sane society, society, this would be what's going all over the news right now. But no, we got the M&M. Let's dive into this here a little bit, guys. Let's do some reading and see what's going on. Eight children who claim they were used as slave labor on the cacao plantations in Ivory Coast have launched legal action against the world's biggest chocolate companies. They accuse the corporations of aiding and abetting the illegal enslavement of thousands of children on cacao farms in their supply chains. Nestle, Cargill, Barry, Calabao, what the fuck, Mars, Alam, Hershey, and Mondelez have been named as defendants in a lawsuit filed in Washington, D.C. by the human rights firm International Rights Advocates, IRA, on behalf of eight former child slaves who say they were forced to work without pay on cacao plantations in the West African country. So how's that for equity? How's that for inclusivity? We know that giant corporations all over the world have used slave labor, perpetuity for forever, forever. I mean, if you've seen the movie Blood Diamonds, uh, if you've seen Beasts of No Nation, you know that uh, child soldiering and, and child enslavement is a huge deal. Uh, slavery in general, like uh, in Libya, once we topple the government and in Libya, there's just straight up an open-air slave market now. But this is real inclusivity right here by Mars, Nestle, Mondelez. You know, now these children have an opportunity to be slaves just like their fathers and mothers. I think that's excellent. The plaintiffs, all of whom are originally from Mali and are now young adults, are seeking damages for forced labor and further compensation for unjust enrichment, negligent supervision, and intentional infliction of emotional distress. I don't even want to think about what that entails. It is the first time that a class action of this kind has been filed against the cacao industry in a U.S. court, citing research by the U.S. State Department, the International Labor Organization, and UNICEF. Among others, the court documents allege that the plaintiff's experience of child slavery is mirrored by that of thousands of other minors. Now, I think it's great that this uh, court case is being brought forward. We need to see more of this sort of thing. But unfortunately... It's not going to bring anything to an end. Just like this article right here. This one's. This incident happened back in 2007, where Chiquita Bananas, you know, one of the the largest uh, Chiquita Banana was actually United Fruit Company, and then they faced a bunch of stuff like this: uh, child slavery, uh, all kinds of horrendous, horrendous stuff. And they remanded to Chiquita, but they were found smuggling AK-47s in crates of bananas to right wing uh, rebels. In the fruit fields in South America to overthrow left-leaning governments or to resist the rise of left-leaning governments that were going to nationalize the fruit fields. So this sort of thing is nothing new. Child slavery, slavery, gener- uh, slavery generally, uh, coup d'etats to overthrow left-leaning governments so that corporations can maintain control over these regions, these resource-rich uh, rich regions. This is nothing new. This is nothing new. And unfortunately... Like I was saying, nothing's going to come of this court case because in the example of Chiquita Bananas, I think they got fined like $17 million in a court case against uh, international terrorism. International terrorism they were tried for, and they just had to pay $17 million, which is nothing for one of the biggest banana, pro- banana producers in the, in the world, and they went on going doing, uh, doing business just like normal, business as usual. And it's going to be the same thing here, especially with the way that our courts are stacked now. The court system is just an example of some of those feudal estates we were talking about in a previous episode, where they have divvied up the court systems, the legal systems, the criminal justice system, policing, the military, into tiny little fiefdoms that these companies control. So, you know, good for these uh, ch- children, I guess young adults now, for coming forward, and I guess if nothing else, it brings this issue into focus, and we're talking about it now, but nothing's going to happen. Other than a, a, a fine, a slap on the wrist, and Hershey's, Mars, all your favorite candy bars are going to continue to be made with child slavery. Let's do some more reading here, guys. Ivory Coast produces about 45% of the global supply of cacao, a core ingredient in chocolate. The production of cacao in West Africa has long been linked to human rights abuses, structural poverty, low pay, and child labor. And look at that, they got an anti child slavery uh, billboard. So you know that these giant uh, candy-producing food uh, production companies are going to try to paint this like we didn't know. This is terrible. Children deserve this and that. Shouldn't be happening. We didn't know about it. They fucking knew about it. Everybody along the line knows about it. Top to bottom, all the way to the CEO. They know about it. And you know they know about it because it's such a common issue that a community here, let's see, where's this at? In Ghana, and I'm sure it's mirrored in many other African communities, has a fucking billboard saying, hey, don't do child slaves, please, thank you. Everybody knew about it. Everybody knew about it. A central allegation of the lawsuit is that the defendants, despite not owning the cacao farms in question, knowingly profited, like I said, from the illegal work of children. According to the submissions, the defendants contracted suppliers were able to provide lower prices than if they had employed adult workers with proper protective equipment. Of course, that's the great thing about child slavery, guys, about child labor. It's cheap. It's cheap, man. And you know what? They can't fit into tiny little spots. And their hands are so tiny and cute, they can get into the little machines and clean them and, and fix them up better. Or they can climb the trees easier, and if they fall, they don't get hurt as bad because they're not 200 pounds. You know, if you got a problem with the free market, I don't give a shit. These children probably wanted to work. And now they got fired, so they're trying to act like they were slaves. It's called making a profit. And that's what we do in America. Alright? Capitalism is innovative. And if this ain't innovation, getting little children to do the same job as adults for cheap, I don't know what is. Alright guys, let's see what else we got. The lawsuit also accuses the companies whose industry body is the World Cacao Foundation of actively misleading the public in the voluntary 2001 Harkin-Angle Protocol. Giant corporation misleading the public... Get out of here. Characterized by the complainants as promising to phase out some child labor. The worst forms, quote unquote, in the protocol's words. The original deadline for achieving certain standards was 2005. In 2010, a follow-up framework of action for Ivory Coast and Ghana spoke of aiming for a significant reduction in the worst forms by 2020. Well, that's good. So they've known about it in the past. They said they were going to fix it. I love the terminology here. They're frank about we're not going to get rid of it all the way. We're going to phase out some child labor, the worst forms of it. Ten years, five, ten years goes by, no results. They push the deadline back. They say, speaking of aiming for a significant reduction in the worst forms by 2020, they're going to be significantly reducing the worst forms of child slavery, as if child slavery wasn't just bad all around, by 2020, they're going to be pushing the date back forever. And meanwhile, tiny little children hands are going to be carrying a machete and cracking open the cacao plants and working their shit to the fucking bone so that we can have cheap chocolate because, you know what, I don't want my Snickers to cost more than a dollar twenty-nine. It's insane insane. I love legalese. I love speak, because that's what it is right there. It's legalese. It's double speak. aiming for a significant reduction in the worst forms by 2020. We're committed to action against this atrocity. That's fancy legalese for we're not going to do shit about it. So shut the hell up and eat your goddamn chocolate. Let's go on here guys. In the legal claim, all eight plaintiffs describe being recruited in Mali through trickery and deception before being trafficked across the border to cacao farms in Ivory Coast. There they were forced to work, often for several years or more, with no pay, no travel documents, and no clear idea of when or where they were going to get back to their families. The court papers allege that the plaintiffs, all of whom were under 16 years old at the time of their recruitment, worked on farms in major cacao-producing areas of the country. The defendant's apparent influence in these markets is described as dominant by the plaintiff's counsel. So yeah, that's how it works. They they traffic children. Um, a lot of times, you know, poverty is a real issue in Africa. Everybody knows that. I mean, that's not, that's fucking common knowledge. And a lot of times children do have to get work there. I mean, we have the same thing here in the U.S. where when a kid hits 14, 15, 16, they, uh, if they're from a very low-income family, they oftentimes have no choice but to get a job to provide some extra income to families. So child labor in general has not gone anywhere, and it's certainly a giant issue as a whole in Africa. But in Africa, it's, it's, uh, it's even worse. It's It's human trafficking as slave labor, And that's not to take away from the same issue we have here in the U.S., but a lot of times the human trafficking in the U.S. is uh, child sex slavery, which is beyond an atrocity. It's something I don't even want to get into right here. It makes me sick even thinking about it. But the point I'm making here is this. As modern 21st century people living in the imperial core of the United States, we like to think that things have gotten better. But they haven't. Our entire system is built on slavery, on exploitation, on genocide, from the chocolate to the, to the lithium to the copper ore to the gold to the diamonds. Everything that we use and consume in our uh, consumer goods and our commodities has child slavery, has slavery generally or hyper-exploitation of one form or another somewhere along the way in the supply chain. And that's just the reality. And it's not going anywhere anytime soon. And yeah, you can try to consume ethically, but at the end of the day, you're going to be jumping through a million different hoops to make not that much difference. The only thing that's going to make a real difference is a, a, a drastic, a radical, a fundamental shift from the ground up in the way that our economic system works. And I this is a reality that I don't think people understand. Um, it's something that honestly gives me a lot of trouble. It causes me not to sleep at night or causes me to dissociate in the workplace. I work at a Target, uh, at a grocery store, and like I was saying about Chiquita Banana, every time I unload bananas from the truck, that's my job. I work in frozen, but I I unload um, all of uh, perishable goods, frozen dairy, produce, when the truck comes. That's what I do. I, I put my fucking pallet jack on the truck. I pull the pallets off. Put them where they got to go. And every time I see that Chiquita Banana logo, you know, no one thinks anything about it. They, they do their job, this and that. The customers buy it. But every time I see that Chiquita Banana logo, I think about what they did, giving AK-47s to fascists so they could overthrow dem- democracy in that region so they can continue to produce bananas for cheap for us to buy with for our fucking breakfast. You know? I still uh, I still eat chocolate i'm sure you listening still eat chocolate and every time i do i think about things like this i am not i I, when i eat sugar i think about sugar plantations when i use my cell phone i think about lithium and and the the hell that children and people of all ages go through to produce that lithium cheap enough for us to have these you know fucking things we're all addicted to and that's the thing with this guys is this is how the whole system works The capitalists and the government that administers their interests um, uses the military uh, and the dollar diplomacy to coerce nations like this into submission. They either fund right-wing radicals to overthrow governments to make sure that that government in charge, a puppet government, a banana republic, that's where the name of that phrase comes from, uh, to make sure that things keep operating as they do. Uh, they give guns to the slave drivers to make sure that the children stay enslaved. And then they lie about it. They, they block the truth from us here in the U.S. And they keep us in our own forms of exploitation and distraction and, and, and illusion by getting us addicted to this shit. That's what it is. You know, they use guns and, and bullets and corrupt politics overseas to make sure that colonization continues and they manufacture our consent for it by producing all these commodities cheap for us to be addicted to the sugar the chocolate the social media on the phone the instant gratification from that the salty foods the fatty foods the cheap beef all of it all of it it's all a giant mechanism of control they keep the people in the colonies under the gun barrel, and they keep us so fat and addicted to short-term dopamine boosts that we, that we don't want to hear about these issues, that we don't think about these issues. And in that sense, we're all hypocrites, myself included, because what do you do? You're hooked on it. It's like an addiction You work all day at your terrible job that you hate, and your fucking wife hates you, and this and that, and you're bankrupt, and you got this and that, so you eat some fucking chocolate to feel better. And it's just, it's something that bothers me a lot. I think about it all the time. Everything I see in the grocery store, the advertisements I see, I just think about how it all works together, how it's all interwoven, and it makes me sick. And I know you guys probably feel the same way, and you don't know what to do about it. But it is it is what it is. This is the system, the world that we've created. It, it, it's, all, it's a system, even if we're not ch- children in shackles wielding machete to cut down the cacao pods. At the end of the day, we're all slaves in one way or another. And I don't, if you want me to be cynical, I don't see a time anywhere soon unless people start paying attention to these issues where any of us are going to be free. But all right, guys, let's get into some of the more... Gritty details here of how some of this works and what the conditions are like for these children that produce our M&Ms, our sexy green M&Ms. The lawsuit claims one plaintiff was only 11 years old when a local man in his hometown of Kurusandugu, sorry if I butchered that, Molly promised him work in Ivory Coast for 25,000 CFA francs, 34 pounds a month, even if he wasn't a slave being trafficked, 34 a month ain't. Ain't much, even in a place like that. The legal documents allege that the boy worked for two years without ever being paid, often applying pesticides and herbicides without protective clothing. The documents claim another child named as the plaintiff in the suit had visible cuts on his hands and arms from machete accidents. Speaking of experience of forced labor between 2009 and 2011, he recalls being constantly bitten by insects, as with most of the plaintiffs. He claims in the lawsuit that he was promised payment after the harvest, but it never came. Many of the plaintiffs quoted in the court documents reported being fed little and working long hours. Often, they claimed they were kept alone or isolated from other child workers who spoke different dialects. During field work for this case, the plaintiff's legal team said they routinely found children using machetes, applying chemicals, and undertaking other hazardous tasks on cacao plantations that were producing for more than one of the defendants. The case documentation maintains that the defendants are responsible for developing the entire cacao production system of Ivory Coast, like we were talking about these systems of exploitation. As key participants in this venture, it is claimed that they either knew or should have known about the systemic use of child labor. Oh, man, that's a lot. I I I honestly can't imagine what that's like. I'm sorry, guys. I'm just trying to get my thoughts together here. This is um, the legal documents alleged that the boy worked for two years without ever being paid, often applying pesticides, herbicides, visible cuts from machetes, not being fed, never being paid. Shocking stuff. Imagine your own children in a scenario like that. Because the way we're heading could very well happen as the United States continues its implosion, balkanizes no more law of the land, even the corrupt sycophant-ridden hellscape of of a governmental system we have now. Imagine your own children in this. Wielding a machete... Putting cancer causing chemicals onto plants, working 10, 12 hour days, sleeping on concrete, being chained up. I mean, who knows how it all goes? That, being recruited by a guerrilla group to murder people for their political cause, whatever, or corporate cause, presumably, a lot of times, whatever it is, imagine your own children in that scenario. And here's the thing, guys. This isn't just some small thing. Like we talk, like I was just discussing, this whole system is built on this. This is how 90% of the world lives. Uh, enslaved in horrible working conditions, tied to the land, tied to a giant corporation to produce the things that we consume every day. And if they're not fortunate enough to be in that situation, they live on giant trash heaps picking through the trash that we throw away, that we export to third world countries. This is how the whole system works. This is the actual face of capitalism. It's not the sexy green M&M in the stilettos. It's children with machete scars, cancers, growth, de- uh, birth defects, Hundreds of thousands, millions upon millions of human beings living in trash cities next to polluted waterways. Children sold into sex. Your daughters and mothers having to prostitute themselves so that they can eat the scraps of of what we throw away. This is the world we've made. This is what capitalism is. And no, you can't reform it. There is no reforming it, ever. So long as you build your whole civilization around the concept of producing, acquiring profit, you're going to have children wielding machetes to produce your chocolate. You're going to have human beings living in trash cities built out of the trash you throw away every day. This is what it is, and you may not agree with socialism or communism. You may be a free thinker, and you want to find your own way. And if you can't come to terms with the alternatives that some people like myself or others suggest, I want you to at least see how this system works and what it actually is. I want you to see the real face of this system. system. I want you to look at it and understand that this is what you support and this is what you live under. If you can't embrace certain political ideologies because you've been so propagandized, fine. But you're going to look in the face of what this system is and live with it. Yeah, guys, some heavy stuff. I'm sorry about that. We're going to tie this article off here with a couple of uh, statements from various CEOs, executives, and press people from these companies. Barry Calaba said, it has committed to eradicating child labor from its supply chain by 2025. Every year we publish the progress we have made against the, this target in our Forever Chocolate Progress report, it said. A spokesperson for Hershey said, we understand and agree with the concerns about the heartbreaking instances, as if it's just instances, of child and forced labor. Hershey does not tolerate child or forced labor in our supply chain, these human rights violations have no place in the global cacao industry, and we are committed to ending it. Effectively eliminating human rights violations and addressing the underlying issue of poverty, that the root cause of these labor violations requires significant investment in intervention from the ground in West Africa. Not in the courts. Boy, what a genius he is at legally Spinning it against the... uh. The lawsuit that's again against them and saying it's not our problem, West Africa needs to solve it. As if they haven't done everything in their power to destabilize and impoverish these nations. You know how at the end of World War II, the Allies rounded up, well, those of them that didn't get supplanted by the CIA and brought here to start the project anew in the U.S. But you know how after World War II, there was the Nuremberg trials where Nazi war criminals and profiteers were tried, imprisoned, hung, That's what we need with these CEOs and executives and board members and shareholders. They live in glass towers and sail around the world on super yachts and sleep with supermodels and make speeches on TV about how genius they are. They do all this. It's all built on the backs of children on human exploitation. And I hope someday that I get to live in a world where on the news, TV, or in person, hopefully, I get to see people like this tried with for crimes against humanity. If I have one dream, it's that, to be able to see that. And if I don't get to see it, I probably won't. I hope that my daughter gets to see it. I hope that someday we'll be able to put this system to rest. And you know what, man? I'm just a fucking western white guy living in the imperial core eating my chocolate. I don't know how we stop this other than outright blankety-blank revolt. Fill in the blank, if you know what I mean. For legal purposes, I say nothing else. It just breaks you, man. (laughs) Anyway anyway yeah so this is what we have uh you know we got people in the imperial Corps in the west arguing over uh sexy green m&m which admittedly i'm pretty bummed about i'm gonna have to find something new to jack off to instead of my m&m but we got people fighting fighting about this fighting about culture war fighting about he said she said pronouns this and that and the other thing and everyone's upset about something granted some of it's uh valid but this is the sort of shit we all we ever hear about on the news is either someone's upset about something and it's important and someone used a bad word. Or they're trying to get us in some war. And meanwhile we have this sort of thing happening. Because, I mean, that's really all I have for you. I just wanted to show you the absurdity of our uh, of our society. The absurdity of the sort of narratives of culture war that are pushed on us. Meanwhile, the entire system is built on atrocities that we can't even fathom living here nice and fat. just wanted to take a a moment to take this bullshit story of culture war being perpetuated by Tucker Carlson, really everybody in the news, because it's funny. Look at the crazy right-wing lunatic. Meanwhile, you got other people, I just, I don't know, I just wanted to give you a little red pill moment, so to speak. And show you what's behind the illusion of things that they want you to care about. When there's things going on in the world that you really should be caring about and talking about. Yeah, guys, that's it. Uh, anyway, drop a comment and let me know what you think about this. Do you think I'm on the money? Uh, did you did you appreciate this video? What do you think about this? How do we end child slavery? Are are, are you in the sort of boat that I am? That, I, that it's going to take complete systemic to change uh, change unprecedented systemic change and that no amount of reform or legalese or bullshit from corporate execs is going to tackle this issue. What do you think? Do you have any more information you want to drop for me? Let me know a little more about this subject. I'm definitely interested to drop a comment. Let me know what you think. But yeah, guys, that's all I have for you. Um, as always, it's great hanging out with you. It's good talking with you. I know it's a depressing topic, but I love making these videos for you guys. And thank you all for the continued support for this show. So until next time. Love you guys very much, and I'll speak with you again soon. Bye. Yes I do.